As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. As promised, a little called a... Little dip. We're gonna dip our toe in the tournament, Syracuse region, and we'll. I guess we're gonna speculate, Joe, because we're not gonna have time to come back here. Most likely, right? We can prom- we can promise big, but that just means we're gonna deliver less. So, <laughs> why set expectations? Because that never works out. We've at least been doing this long enough to know that. You know, we're not an everyday podcast like some trying to make it big into the big times. So we're just a little old podcast, been around for a little bit, and uh, plan on sticking around. Longevity is key. Therefore, we work at our own pace. Right? I mean, that's how I see it. Yes, sir. Uh, All right. So, look, tiniest bit of football. A little bit of Bayheim's Army news. And then we'll get into the tournament stuff. I got no reads again. We're just not in demand. And that's fine. I'm fine with that right now. I'm fine with it up until football starts. Absolutely fine with it. Up until football starts. So, right. uh, unlike Joe. Joe, this is Joe's time of year where he starts fiending for sports, podcasts, Whatever he can get his hands on. So it's yeah. difficult for me because I'm checked out. This is my checked out moment from mid-July to late August is my checked out time. And uh, here I am. Anyway, it's because I, I love Joe and I love you guys. So uh, the timing of this show could be a little better, seeing that ACC Media Day starts tomorrow and uh, through Thursday. And it's going to be in Charlotte. This is real close to Joe. Joe, you going? No? No. Okay. A- no. Anyway, anyway, Syracuse. Don't send- have the creds. Don't have the creds, man. You know. I know. And you know what? We've, we've been at this long enough. The creds still, still aren't here. Despite all of the tries, uh, which, is, I mean, we haven't. But. We're not getting one even if we did, which is why we haven't. Uh, ACC Media Day, tomorrow and Thursday, for, for Syracuse football. Sending, uh, of course, Dino Babers, Garrett Trader, Bergeron, and Jones, Michael Jones, Matthew Bergeron. Um, 
if we could, we would get back here to, to do maybe a montage or something. If there's something good enough, that's a possibility. Okay? I don't know. I don't want to promise anything, but unfortunately, this is the day that this show had to be done, and it's just bad timing. So anyways, Joe, what do you think? What are we looking for? Sending gear trader. That's a tell, right? You know, I mean, it's just um, the obvious. If there was any speculation, I feel like it should be put to rest with that. And then Matthew Bergeron and Michael Jones, what do you think? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, obviously, there was, you know, some people, and I know that we were, I think, we're on the other end of this. That I don't, I don't really, I mean, yeah, Schrader had some bad throws, and obviously we were more of a running team last year, but uh, that was probably the best offense that we've had since uh, Dungy left last year when Garrett Schrader took the helm. And... Uh, you know, we've spoken in other podcasts about how these coaches that we brought in really have, you know, massaged, you know, athletic run first quarterbacks uh, in college in the past to allow them to be actually good enough passers to, to make it to the pros. So um, I kind of had no doubt in my mind that he was going to be the starter, you know, and I mean, there was even people there, oh, Dan Valari and this, this and that. And then we got the Carlos with the Rio Wilson. And then everyone was like, oh, four-star from Florida. He's definitely going to come in. Like, He missed spring ball. He's coming in. He hasn't really even played like, or have any type of experience like Schrader had. So well, and um, we, went, we went over. We went over all that in depth, I feel yeah, like. Oh, yeah. We went over all that, yeah. So, so that's not, again, that, podcast, just, that podcast is not that far back. You can look at it. No, absolutely not. And realistically, I mean, the only way that, uh, you know, Del Rio Wilson plays this year, I think – is an injury to be perfectly honest with you. There are some people that still think that Schrader might end up playing his way out or maybe Del Rio plays his way in because he, he picks up the offense in the midseason. But I think, you know, last year we were the only team in the ACC that did not send a quarterback to ACC media day. And this year there's like four or five, I think three or four, something like this that, that haven't. And, and, and we're one that, that does. So, I think it's an absolute tell that this is going to be, you know, the play caller, starter, you know, QB1 come come game one. We're not going to be dealing with what we dealt with last year for the first three or four games. So, and as far as Mel Jones, I mean, I'm just glad that he's here another year. Uh, I truly believe that he would have got drafted. Um, but, you know, this year he's out to prove something. And um, obviously, I don't know, this, this could be Bergeron's last year, too, with the way that he's been progressing since his freshman year. So I think we got three strong um, representatives on top of Babers. I know some people are, hey, where's Sean Tucker? This isn't Sean Tucker's thing. Amazing, tw- amazing Twitter guy, right? But as far as sitting in front of, uh, you know, r- room full of media and answering questions, it's just not his thing. So well, we, we've, uh, we've compared him to Marshawn Lynch. Right. I'm, 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 I'm the only. I'm. I'm just here so I don't get fined. You know. Um, and I, mean, I don't think he pulled that stunt. No, 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 no. But I'm just in comparison. I'm just saying he's a man of few words. Yeah. Period. For different reasons. Yes. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, he lets his talking happen on the field, and that's a way to good way to be humble about things. Yeah. yeah so right. I mean, it's tomorrow and it's Thursday. Man, I mean, I always look forward to listening to the interviews and the questions and the things going on. So, 
Yes. Gets my blood, my, my blood going. Yeah. For football, you know. So, I'm ready. We know. <laughs> what is around the corner, though, that I do look forward to is the basketball tournament and Beheim's Army defending their title. Obviously, you all know that if you're listening to us, you probably already know that. <laughs> Added a couple players. You know, Jimmy Beheim goes uh, without introduction, right? Uh, really cool. And uh, we've all lived long enough to see a, an actual Beheim in Beheim's Army. I had a feeling it was, it, we, we speculated it was a possibility early and then we saw the first nine come out and it seemed like that first nine was going to be it and i didn't expect anybody and then um preceding uh jimmy Beheim, matt morgan from cornell an actual uh, teammate of his you got to wonder if this was planned in advance maybe uh uh, one of the, the second leading scorer in Ivy League history, a, a guy who dumped 26 on us a few years back, I think it was four years ago, a guy who just led his, um, I don't know the name of the team, but his uh, Turkish team, I believe, to a national title there and was the leading scorer on that team, so a guard, so a player. This dude can play. This is a huge get yep. in, in Matt Morgan. Well, yeah, and, and he's – there's some ties there because I'm pretty sure that we talked earlier about Tyler Ennis in, in Wiltshire um, and Poston, right? That's his name, right? That other guard from Mississippi State. To play, um, Poston, Poston. Yeah, all those guys played in Turkey. And then Matt Morgan being an upstate New York guy, plus he played with Jimmy Bayheim. So who knows? There could be a bunch of different connections in there. But, you know, getting another guard, I liked. Uh, I know that there were some people that were I saw on some message boards that were like, you know, Bayheim's Army. Now it's, you know, 10 players, five guys aren't even in Syracuse. You know, we got to keep it above 50 percent type. And then we go and we get Jimmy. And I don't think he didn't play that much in summer summer league. I don't think he's got an invitation to a team for preseason, which is why he is eligible to play. Um, and, you know, you get him in there. I don't know how much he's going to play, but uh, at least that gets us to six Syracuse guys, six Syracuse alum in, in five in the other. So, you know, now it's still technically Beheim's Army, especially because there's a Beheim. Now it's on the really Beheim's Army. Now it's really right. Beheim's Army. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and I, I think there was something out there, too. There was an article about Matt Morgan and his dad. I guess there was rumblings that his dad wasn't too happy because his dad actually played at Georgetown. Oh, really? Tough yeah. shit. Tough shit, pops. <laughs> I think it was one of those things where his dad played at Georgetown, and then I don't think that we offered him a scholarship, and he excelled at uh, Cornell. Like you said, in one of the times we played against him, he scored 26 points against us. Uh, and then he comes out and he plays for Beheim's Army. So I guess there was a little a little riff in the family a little bit, but I'm sure he'll get over it. I'm sure if, if Beheim's Army happens to go back-to-back and he gets a chunk of that, he'll take his pops out to eat and forget about it. Uh, okay. Or, or if he plays good enough to where he gets a oh, know, he, NBA yeah. contract like Kiefer Sykes, and that'd be pretty nice too, huh? I mean, it's a total possibility. This is a, this is so your son this doesn't is scout, have to play in Turkey. This is a this is Scout <laughs> Central. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It is. Oh yeah. It is the um, becoming one of the the best hot spots for such a thing. So, 
Um, there's talent just all over the place. And if you can rise... A lot of ex-NBA players. And if you can rise up through, the, you know, be the cream of the crop in, in a crowd like this, um, you know, you're going to get noticed. So he's got the talent. Uh, and he just graduated in 2019, so he's only been after this professionally for three years. Yeah. So um, still young. I'll take it. Still young. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Bayheim's Army is going to f- uh, face off in, in their first game against India Risings, July 22nd at 7 p.m. And, you know, I did get my phone fixed, went on vacation last week, took, you know, I was doing the picture thing on vacation, like typical vacationer and uh, i was like dude gotta get this phone fixed the screen's killing me i can't even see these pictures so uh i got the phone fixed but i'm not what i'm not gonna do is attempt a ton of these names so what i'm gonna do is (laughs) is, oh come on what i'm gonna do is i'm going to send this over to joe and this team's full of obviously what india rising it's it's um it is uh indian heritage players from all over the world and um they've this is their first year in the tbt okay so it's going to be interesting i don't know much about these players haven't heard uh none of these names were familiar to me when i first checked them and as i look at them now they're still not i don't know if a lot of these guys are related or what but joe that's why we bring joe There's a lot of Sharmas. So that's why we bring Joe here, okay? He's going to be able to give us the insight, which is what we're looking for, because they're not getting it from me. By the way, they, I mean, th- these, uh, guys, these guys, most of them, except for one, I think, attended uh, college in the States. So, uh, Joe. No, no, there's a lot that, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, Joe? I don't. You don't. Look, exactly. This, All look, right. <laughs> I think this, right? Is, it's a tough so, one. It's a tough one to evaluate. And I'm not making jokes. Is. I'm being serious. No, it is. And, you know, and, you know, we talked to, um, about, you know, the TBT. And we talked about the, um, the bracket challenge, right? And we talked about trying to get, you know, and just we kind of advertised to get it out there so that people could possibly go and fill out a bracket and maybe give you something to, you know cheer for and everything like that um and just for you know kind of perspective there has been four um regions already played out as far as like first round and um a couple fives beat some fours uh and there was one six seed uh big five beat the expats in the rucker park um region so a six seed beat a three seed um so as far as first round goes, it looks like the one, twos, and the threes, except for one round so far, have pretty much, you know, taken care of business. Now I'm not to say that some of them have been haven't been close. I mean, sideline side cancer, a two seed only won by one point. You know, uh, there's another two seed in the Rucker Park. They only won by one point. Um, some of these one seeds didn't really have the easiest go at it in the first um, the first round. But does it, does it make you nervous? Um, no, it doesn't make me nervous. Um, I don't looking at this team. I just don't know if they're going to have the, um, just the overall, just experience and the size. I think that we have a little bit, you know, they got a couple guys that are up there, six, nine, 
Um, Principal Singh, 6'9". Uh, Sukmail Mathan, 6'10". Um, he played at Boston University. Other than that, uh, you know, they got some 6'6 guys. And they got some guys that played in some in some decent colleges, you know, Arizona State, Hawaii, Maryland, like you said. But there's a lot of you know, one guy, Stanford, you know, but there's a lot of University of Western Ontario and um, North British Columbia, University of Calgary, those kind of things. So, I mean, these guys are D1 guys, and it's not to say that they're not going to give us a run because, you know, it is it's a game for a million dollars. Uh and like you said, they're out there for a purpose, right? They've never had a team. Um, it's their first year being in there. Um, so, and this is, you know, obviously them bringing together the world's best Indian origin players. And um, they're going to want to show out. They're, they're out there to prove that, um, you know, that people from India and Can India play, play, play basketball and right. they're good. And, you know, there's, you know. It's, it's, it's definitely like that. You know, we've seen the basketball game grow in other countries. And this is just another country that just wants to prove that they got ballers, too. And um, sometimes that can be dangerous when you have something other to play for than just um, money. And I'd be willing to bet that there's not a lot of egos out there. Because I don't think a lot of these guys are making a boatload of money playing basketball. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a dangerous team. But... Um, you know, the one seeds haven't lost and um, we're playing in Syracuse. And I would just like to think that <laughs> I, I, we're not going to have a problem with this yeah, team. You know what I mean? But I, at the same time, all of these players on all of these teams are good players. You get to this point, you know, you get to a point where you get through D1 basketball and you're playing professionally. I mean, you're a pretty good player. Yeah, I would say so, obviously. And, um, you know, being a, being a, a specialty team like that, which a lot of these, which is the it's the culture of the tournament. You have these specialty teams that are very specifically oriented with their players, right? Right. Um, you're going to get the best of the best, and um, you know, even teams that may not be able to compete as well are still filled with uh, obvious talent. So. Uh, I don't see Bayheim's army having a having a problem here, and uh, you know, I'm just not that worried about it. So, I mean, I did. So they do got one guy that I I missed um, that I do actually remember. He played at Stanford, and he's a seven foot center. So there's another guy that's got some height. So they do have some height. Um, Josh Sharma. Um, and actually, the head coach is. Uh, Ajay Sharma. So maybe we got some relatives here in this, but again, I've seen situations. I watched the other day. I actually filled out the bracket, like I was telling you, in that one seed Young Guns clan, and that's one of those things. They had a bunch of ex NBA players that were out there trying to to show out, and it seemed like they were out there trying to win a contract or be out there for themselves versus playing like team basketball and i had that team because of the talent i had them going to the championship actually to play Bayheim's army and the other night they lost to hbcu united which is a team filled with players that played at only hbcu schools and i'm telling you right now that that team was coached they played together as a team we all know that you got to have gritty defense in this tournament and uh, they went out and they beat them 
So a team I had going to the championship against Bayheim's Army is already out second round from a four seed. That's probably the biggest upset so far in a tournament, and um, you know that's what that's what we want to avoid. You know, it's you can look at the names on the jerseys and oh, he got drafted. He used to play for this team. Blah blah blah. blah. One team's got like Trevor Booker who played in the NBA for like eight years. Like, but how are they going to play as a team? And are they going to play defense? Are they going to buy in? All this stuff matters. I mean, never when you get to that level, one on one, just one on one ball isn't going to win. It's how you play as a team. And I can see a team like India Rising being that, playing real smart together. And again, like we said, for a bigger cause than just money. Did you say that was the Marcus Smart team? Is that who you're talking about? No, it's not the Marcus Smart team. No, it was uh, the Young Gun Clan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. The, That's it. The, the, Young the Gun Rucker Clan. Bart. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Marcus yeah. Smart's team. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. All right. Moving on back to the um, Syracuse region. So you got our picks. That's easy, right? So for me, now I'm going to run through these kind of blind. Okay. Not blind. I mean, I looked at them. But the way I see, um, the way I see this, okay, I'm going to give my predictions and then we'll go from there, okay? That's what we're going to do? Is that how you want to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Oops. Hold on. All right. So the nerd team, uh, which is like Prentice Hub, Paul Atkinson, uh, those are going to be the names that are big. Um, any more big ones in there? Jalen Kendrick. Um, that's pretty much it. So, you know, you got Prentice Hub. That's a... He hates Syracuse. So, <laughs> uh, he, he's determined. You get the determination factor in there, too. That's another factor that can... And he's a, he's a feisty dude, and we all know that. So that's the nerd team, right? They are... What are they backed out of, Joe? Um... First of all, this is their second year. Their all-time record's 0-1. Um, just top academic institutions from yeah, around the country. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of guys country. that are from Yale, yeah, Harvard. Yeah, you got, right. Um, yeah, Notre Stony Dame, Brook, Brown. Notre Dame, right. So, um, Yale and Notre Dame and Paul Atkinson's. Um, in his, so Jordan uh, Brunner's even Yale, and then he went to Alabama. He's pretty good. He transferred out of there. He's 6'10". And then you got the brown and white. They're playing brown and white, which is the St. Bonaventure alumni. Now, there's a ton of them on here like that you're going to remember from past NCAA tournaments. Um, and this team, to me, is going to be a tough, I think, Marcus Posley. Uh, this is going to be Michael Davenport. This is, a good, this is going to be a good team, right? Courtney Stockard, I remember him. Yeah, uh, there was another one I saw in here that I remembered. Um, Stockard, I think we played a couple years ago when we played St. Bonaventure. Um, damn, I can't find him. Anyways, it's another team. So stars. So this is a this is a Bonnie's All Star team. Okay, so uh, in that situation, I'm gonna I'm the, the nerd teams of four. Brown, Brown, Brown. No, that wasn't it. Uh, Brown and White. Just Taki. I remember him. Do you? Um, I'm trying. I'm, yeah. I'm trying not to stall here because I got all these. I got all these up, but um, yeah, I don't know. So who's your pick, man? All right. So my pick is is the brown and white. 
they're the five against the four. Brown and White, I think, beats nerd team. The the nerd team. I'm just looking yeah, at yeah. I'm just I looking at I'm pure right talent, dude. Too. That's what I'm looking at. In yeah, my, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. In my opinion, they just got more. Okay. Um, Friday beers, which is formerly Armored Elite, they're taking on. They're a three C taking on Mental Toughness. Now, Mental Toughness was the. Um, was the one that I didn't. They're the, this is their second tournament. They're own one, all time. So, um, it's their second appearance. Didn't do great. Looking for a bounce back, right? Um, let's see. They're just yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're JKC Foundation, I... mental health advocacy organization. So there you go. That's what they're fighting for. Um, not a ton at Debose. Debose but, is the only one I can. Yeah. Yep. Um, but nobody else on here rang my bell. I didn't recognize not a near, not a face, not a near, not a name. So um, that's it. And he was what? Wake Forest? He transferred to Wake Forest. Yeah, he transferred to Wake Forest out of Houston Baptist. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. That's Mental Toughness. Friday Beers. They, uh, we mentioned them last time, formerly Armored Elite, and they are, um, this is their, jeez, um, eighth season. Their overall record's 14 and 7. And they're one of, you know, they're one of the, Armored Elite, what they used to be, is one, they're one of the most well-known names if you've been watching TBT for any amount of time. But I got to be honest, man. Friday Beers is a hell of a TBT basketball team name. That is a that oh, is a great name. I would almost root for them. Almost. Um, undisputed Kings of the Weekend. So they make up make up for lack of physical ability with extreme knowledge of hoops gathered over the years. And you know, I just run through here again. And Joe, I'm not. I just didn't really see anybody that stuck out to me. So, and they um, don't look unathletic uh, yeah. either, by the way. So What's that? They don't really look that unathletic. Maybe, maybe this, maybe Rusty Featherstone, uh, a five eleven center from from Rollins College. Fake. I think some of this is fake. The power forward, Liam. <laughs> okay. Call up. Okay. Yeah, no, I think those are just, you know. Just sticking them um, in there. But I do know Josh Perkins was a good guard that played at Gonzaga. And um, Eric Griffin, I think, had a little bit of run in the uh, NBA. He's 6'8", power forward. So um, I do notice some guys that that were pretty good. So, um, yeah, it ought to be interesting. Just, yeah, this one's tough, but I would say just I'm just going to go off of name and uh, history in the tournament and say Friday Beers takes this, the three seed over the six seed, okay? Um, this is the funnest one besides, besides ours. Actually, Nerd Team Brown and White is going to be fun too, I think. But, so that's, pretty, that's three quarters of the, the tournament, or this region. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the Blue Collar U, the, the Buffalo University alum, is, uh, this is their... Um, I think it's their third. Their third showing. They're four and one. I think it's. Is it the second? It's got to be their second. If they never won, so they must have made it pretty far last year. Okay. All right. 
Um, Didn't we play them? Like the semifinals I, or something? No, mm. I don't think we did. Yeah, the 2021 semifinalists have their sights firmly on winning a million dollars this year. Well, it's funny. So they made it to the semifinal. Okay. All right. Well, not an ear, not a name that I remember. And we didn't play him that long ago in real NCAA hoops history. Oh, no, Massenburg? Really? CJ Massenburg. There we go. Oh, CJ Massenburg was absolutely a beast. Yes. He can shoot. Dante Carruthers, I remember him yes, as well, okay. point guard. Yep, 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 yep. I remember Jeremy Harris. I definitely remember Nick Perkins, the center. Yeah, they got a team, man. Buffalo's been good, too. Yeah, lately. they've been good. In real, in real life. I mean, they've... Huh? Yeah, they're talented in real life. Yes. Right. Yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this team is definitely... Definitely loaded with some scores. Uh, I mean, I know Nick Perkins is a big body um, at 6'8". Jeremy Harris at 6'7". Montel McRae at 6'10". 6'8", for Xavier Ford. I mean, yeah, they got a little bit of size. Uh, I don't know how deep it goes, but they they damn sure got guards that can score. And they're, that. they're a two seed, so they're getting, they're getting the respect that they think they deserve at a two, or maybe they're not. A two seed, I think, is pretty good for them. Uh, taking on the seven seed NG Saints. See, I hope, my hope is that Bayheim's Army, the NG Saints upsets all the way to um, the, the end of this region here with Bayheim's Army. That's my hope because yep. that would be great. And for obvious reasons, we've talked about it before. This is the uh, Philly High School, um, Newman Garotti, right? Garotti? Newman Gretty. Yeah, yep. uh, Newman Gretty High School in Philadelphia. And uh, familiar faces Rick Jackson and Scoop Jardine. As well as. Exactly. So. Uh, no, come on. I'm really? just playing. I'm just I playing. I'm just playing. So, I'm looking. So, so I'm looking. Last, so last year, when I looked back, first round, they were Jaquan Newton. seven or Yeah, yeah. They were a seven seed or something like that, and they actually gave Everlane Drive a really good game. Um, and looking at them now, I mean, you know, Philadelphia, they're known for basketball, their toughness and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, obviously, Scoop Jardine. Uh, I know, uh, I remember Cosby Roundtree, he played at Villanova, 6'9 guy. Um, Jaquan Newton from Miami, I think we should all probably remember him. Um, and then I also remember um, Lamar Kimball. For Louisville, um, I think his last year. So yeah, he's a transfer. I you know, he wasn't their star, but he did come off the bench and play. So when I came, when I actually looked at the roster, um, they got some talent. I'm actually surprised that they're only a, that they're a seven seed. I thought that they with this with this roster and what they're showing last year that they could have been ranked a little higher. Um, so just like you, I mean, I kind of hope that they they come out and they surprise the hell out of blue collar you and get that w because i mean to me i mean yeah there's definitely some some talented teams and a friday's friday beers is pretty talented but so brown and white as well but if we can get blue collar you out early in this region then that just amplifies tremendously our percentage and chances of getting through this region well i mean it's gonna be my upset pick I had to pick one, and I feel like I sh- we I should. I feel like I should. You know, you can do whatever the hell you want. I feel like I should because it's fun, 
and uh, picked the nerd team over. Did I pick the nerd team over Brown and White? I did not. No, you no, just picked Brown and White. We I, both I picked Bayheim's Army and Brown. Yeah, and White. so I mean, Brown and White over the nerd team is a four and a five. It's not that. It's not really that big of an upset. So anyway, uh, that's going to be my upset right. pick. Ng Saints. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, that would be, as a Syracuse fan, I mean, I think that you're looking at, I mean, that's probably the dream matchup, right? It would be and fun. We see a seven seed and we see a seven seed in the third round to get to get through the region to go on to Dayton. And it just happens to have two ex-Syracuse players. I mean, then, yeah, that would definitely be fun. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it like most, I'm going into this like, you know, obviously teams can have bad showings and everything, but I'm going into this assuming that it's going to be Mayhem's Army versus Blue Collar, Collar U come Monday for the championship. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's the NG Saints. It'd be great. But, yeah, I mean, I'm right there at the point where, you know, that's what I'd love to see. And, you know, we can only pray. It's, Give it's it something to look at. I'm definitely going to check out that, that game with Scoop and, and Rick for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be tough because when this tournament started, Joe was like, oh, are you watching any of the tournament? I'm like, dude, honestly, I really can't sit there on ESPN3. I just can't bring myself to do it. I have so much to do. No, just, especially with it, the broken phone. Yeah, well, that too. I would have got I would have got an iPad or something or slung it to the TV. <laughs> but I'm not inside during the summer. I'm not going to sit inside and watch uh, ESPN3 all day. Uh, but, right. you know, this day... Uh, uh, Friday the 22nd is going to start at noon with the three seed Friday beers versus six seed mental toughness and then at two o'clock that game's on ESPN then two o'clock on ESPN three they're both on ESPN three sorry the two seed blue collar U versus seven seed NG Saints and then at five o'clock on ESPN three the nerd team four seed versus five seed brown and white and then you get to them our game uh, at seven o'clock, primetime game for us is on uh, ESPN at seven. So, oh yeah, uh, I would love to watch this whole region. I'm going to have to figure out what I can do. Plus, I'll be at work probably for the first two games anyway. So, right. uh, hopefully, I can uh, I-, I can figure that one out. It's much easier to watch ESPN three when you know if I'm able to be at my desk. If I'm if I'm able to be there. Uh, that would be right. ideal. So at least for, I don't know. I'm usually out of the office by 12 in the field, so by long before 12. So we'll see what happens. But I know Joe doesn't do anything at work, so he could probably watch them. No, here we go. Uh, so <laughs> but I just think it sucks that these games are on ESPN3. And I know it's just probably going to be the first round and some of these, these teams you haven't heard of, but you can't get a two-seed on ESPN. And we just ran the uh, ACC Takeover Day where you had – this was Saturday, right? Where you had Syracuse yeah. Takeover um, uh, ESP, or, um, excuse me, ACC Network. And I just feel like – I know there's money involved in things, but, I mean, instead of watching repeats of Syracuse games – which some we lost close and some we won close and they were all good games and that's great, but I would rather watched the TBT. I feel like it's a missed opportunity for people. I don't know. I guess this is an ESPN thing. So there's that. Yep. Right? So you have one, one network that just monopolizes the whole thing and they force you on their app, which costs money. And 
um, you have to watch from your phone or a device or get the app and put it on your TV and go through all the hoops. And it sucks. Yeah, it definitely. And the worst part about that, too, is, is that, I mean, for the most part, you lose Internet. You can't watch it at all, right? So, well, I mean, unless you can use your hotspot, <clears throat> but then again, you can't sling it unless you hook your TV up to your hotspot and then sling it to your TV. Everything's gonna be on the same Wi-Fi. That's how mine works. Right. So, which it's I crazy. mean, it's not even that really. It's that it's just it can't be the wealth can't be shared here. ESPN. Who owns ESPN? ABC. Like it's they own uh, like half of the channels, right? <laughs> and in di- in Disney, right? Isn't ABC, ESPN, and Disney isn't that all the same company? As far as the I media so. goes, I believe it is. I don't really even pay attention anymore. So. I believe it is. Put it on Disney Plus. The hell, live live streaming. Well, man, that's my thing. Is is that it's like you're you're telling me that like with no I mean, I don't say no sports but with again that's you know, a streaming thing though but yeah right well, it's a slow time of sports in the middle of the summer and now you got this basketball tournament and maybe it's just because we, there's base in Beheim's army and we just like care you know what i mean like i don't know if like duke fans who don't have an alumni team in there or who knows if there's even a duke player that plays in this thing well, they're <laughs> too know? good they're too good for this dude they're too they're too talented for this stuff but did you see what I'm saying though? Is like, but they don't even have like a player, two player, you know. So I don't really, you know. Sometimes I was thinking about it the other day, and maybe it's just a situation where there's a big, huge part of the country that just does not care about this. But you'd like to think that, you know, with it being slow in sports, that if they put it on TV, you can get people to watch it. You know, no well, one's watching it on ESPN. No one's going to go. If you don't care about it, you're not going to go find it on ESPN three, right? You. This thing has grown so much, and how has it grown? It's grown by word of mouth and putting it on TV. It sure shit hasn't grown from forcing people to an app. There's no way. And let's be honest. Mm-mm. Let's be honest and let's pound our chests a little bit. Bayheim's Army is one of the teams that makes this tournament popular because of its fan base. And there's a region in Syracuse last what was there was last year, was there not? There was, and there was one this, and there's one this year, and you know they don't do that just because they got nowhere to go. They do that because they know they're going to get a raucous crowd, and uh, they're going to sell the seats. So it's good for the tournament. And Syracuse, Beheim's army is good for the tournament, and Syracuse fans are good for the tournament. So when we look at this, we don't look at it too. We look, we don't look at it very objectively, and we look at it kind of selfishly, and that's okay because we kind of, we kind of rule this thing, especially now that we're def- that Beheim's Army is defending champions. I mean, if they were going back to back, I mean, oh my gosh, could you imagine? Yeah, well, I mean, and also too, we also have to, we also kind of got to be honest with ourselves too about we're just talking about the first round. For the most part, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, mean, mentioned, you, I mentioned that. As you go down the line, like, as you get to the next round, you know, like, we play on ESPN. The rest of our games in our region that day are on ESPN 3, right? But yeah, you so, look to the next but you look to the next day, both both of those games, second-round games, are on ESPN. And then from then on, then on out, pretty much all the games are on some type of ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN 2. So maybe it's just a situation where, 
There's two. So many. There's so many teams that you know. The first round, they got to just spread it out on ESPN three. There's three, four, including ours, five, six, seven, seven games in the first round that are on uh, ESPNU, ESPN two, or ESPN. So. Um, there's just not many. They're just going to pick the best, the best ones, the best teams, the most popular teams. So. Oh yeah, I mean they do. Then and, and you could tell that part of it was like I think half of the first round games at Rucker Park because you know that's an interesting place to have a region outside in a arena with a guy with a microphone, you know, talking about the game as it's going on. I mean yeah. I watched one part where a guy was up near there on the, on the free throw line near the end of the game and he was like. Now he's got to make the free throw, and he starts doing like the boom, 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 and he's like doing like the heartbeat over the microphone while this guy's trying to shoot a free throw, like at the end of the game. Like, so it was definitely a little different, and um, I, I liked it. But yeah, it's it's that's why they're on there, and then all the other games that have been, as far as first round games that have been televised on a station like that, is because they're you know a better team that's got the stars, right? The 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 players' names that pop, you know. You yeah, throw Beheim's army on, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no legitimate college basketball fan that were to sit down and watch Beheim's army that doesn't know at least a handful of people on that team, right? Yeah, there's the Miami team, that's the only other team I think that's on um, regular ESPN, besides us. So, mm. you know, I mean, you can run through it and look, but. Uh, anyways, I just wanted to complain just to kill time. No. It's always fun to do. So It worked. Yeah. yeah. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Joe. Anything to add? Any, anything you're looking for in ACC Media Day that would, that would promptly bring you back here? Or are we just going to wait this thing out and, and see uh, if maybe it's worth putting a montage together? And uh, playing it by ear. I mean, yeah, I would, I would probably play it by ear. I mean, are there things? I mean, we could talk for another half hour. But yeah, we're not going to do that. Though. It would make me come back here and want to talk about that, right? But it's a situation where, I mean, we know that Babers holds his his, his cards tight to his chest, right? Um, Garrett Schrader, they kind of all do the same, you know. So. Um, you're not going to get a ton you're gonna get of a little information. Bit, but you're not going to get a ton. Not enough that's going to make us come back. You know, I'm sure that as we start to ramp up and, and get closer to football and we do more about a football preview episode and stuff like that, we might circle back on some things that were said. Circle back? No, I hate to, I hate using that, to be perfectly honest with you. But it's only because it's just <clears throat> whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. I'm sure that we'll be able to go back to certain things that were said in comments and stuff like that. Um, but as far as coming back here, like this week, next week, you know, just to talk about what was said at media day. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. So we will, once uh, the break to Dayton comes, or if there's time, let's be honest, right? If there's time to do it. I mean, we'll I'd like it. to, yeah. I mean, it's time, but it's also, yeah. I mean, if we get the break between Dayton, I'd love to, because then we can hit a little bit of that. And then we can talk about obviously what happened if we're still playing, if we're not, what happened. Right. 
what went wrong or what went right, considering depending on if we're still in the bracket. Either way, um, s- super excited um, to just see how this team gels. That's the important thing. That's what was awesome about last year's team. You know, there wasn't really any selfish players. There's some playmakers. I mean, we, they all had their moments. Yeah. Some more yeah, than others. Well, I mean, yeah. And last year we had to have people step up and do that kind of thing. And that's the one thing is that I'm nervous about going into it more than anything is, is that last year we don't win that tournament. So I don't even know if we win the first two games or get out of the first weekend without Tyrese Rice. And then we don't win that tournament without Kiefer Sykes. And both of those yeah. guys aren't on our team anymore. So there are going to have to be people that step up and take the reins. You know, DJ Kennedy was slated as one of the best scorers in TBT, I think, if not the number one overall score. And, you know, he really didn't hit the mark last year. And, um, you know, Raheem Christmas, Mark, are they going to move the needle? Tyler, are those guys going to be the guys that come in and make a, you know, or is it going to be more of a team-oriented, move the ball around kind of thing, right? But we know they need to play defense, and I think they got the grit and the toughness and the size to do that. So their defense will keep them in games. Um, but it, I, I'm worried about the scoring and how you make up Tyrese Rice and Kiefer Sykes. And, you know. Well, if you can get some. Only time she'll get, tell. Yeah, and you can keep a low-scoring battle. Too. That's always worked. In. Oh, hey, look, we talked about that even in Syracuse, right? Yeah. I mean, when we had Tyus Battle and those kind of guys where it was just hero ball, but we had a top 20 defense, and it kept us in games. Well, you're going to get everything and, you can get from Mark. I mean, we already know that, so we didn't even have no, to. Gonna, I think this team knows what's up. We got guys that are yeah. doing what they're doing. I mean, there's we got a whole bunch of experience. We got guys that are that are willing. They, I think we got guys that are want to come fresh. in and show out. And yep, this is yep, fresh. Then yep, yep, yep. stopped. Yep. You know, Christmas. Um, yep. Just an animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's those. The, those are the ones that obviously, because it's new, right? Um, yeah. th- those ones I love. And then Jimmy, but I just don't know how much we'll see Jimmy. But I think, you know, Mark um, is what I'm most looking forward to. That's just a fan favorite thing for me, man. Oh that's, yeah. That's, I know you love that dude. I know. <laughs> I, do, I know. I do. I know. Uh, so anyways, all right, that is going to do it for us folks. Thanks for listening to us. Jabber about this. Jibba jabber. This tournament. We don't know much about. So if you made it this far, we love you. You're hardcore. We appreciate it. Uh, but that's going to do it until we come back next time for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.